everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Explorer podcast. And today we are going to talk about grinding. Yes, this is one of the editions of our resource library. I'm your host, Jennifer Stone, licensed quality grader, and I am so excited to get into this particle article. There's a lot to cover. So grind particle size is probably the biggest factor when it comes to affecting the enhanced quality of a great cup. So there's clearly a range in which ground coffee, like you can get at the grocery store, gets put in a brewer and the result is effective, tastes like coffee. But if we're gonna get to the effort of finding really nice coffees, sourcing them, learning about them, and anticipating drinking them, then we need to prepare it properly and grind it perfectly for the brewing style that we're going to use. And the fun thing is, well, it is science. It's not rocket science. I'll give you an analogy. Imagine you've got a load of dirty clothes and you throw them in the wash and you open up a bar of soap that you would typically use in the shower and you throw that in with a load of clothes as well. Turn on the wash, here's what happens. When you pull out the clothes, you can't be sure they're clean because you're also gonna pull out a slightly wet lump of soap that didn't get dissolved and distributed across all your clothes to get them clean. So if we took that piece of soap and we cut it into maybe 50 or so pieces so that when we put it in the water with the clothes, it would get dissolved and the chances of them uh, coming out clean would be much higher. So kind of the same thing happens with coffee. If you have a coffee bean and you just pour water over it, you're not going to get really any flavor out of it. But when you expose the interior surface area of that bean by grinding it or cutting it into more pieces, then you're going to start extracting flavor. And the fun part is balancing the brewing method, the water contact time, the temperature with that grind. Grinding coffee and the process of pouring the coffee into your scale. Uh, so the process of grinding coffee really involves many of your senses and you can sort of luxuriate in the process. When you weigh out your beans, Examine them. Look at them. What do they look like? Are they uniform? Are a couple of them really light? Are a couple of them gnarly? Dark? Do they have weird little holes on the side? If they don't look good or like all the other beans, then pick them out. You're not subject to drink them. It is an agricultural product after all, and a certain amount of ugly beans can come through. So as you examine your coffee beans and become more familiar with how they look and how they're shaped, I would say the number one thing that affects the shape and size of the beans is the variety. For example, the geisha beans from Panama tend to be slightly elongated and very uniform, whereas the pacamara beans from El Salvador big, like the size of your thumbnail, just really big, robust beans. So among other things, the variety does affect the shape and size generally of the beans. And then after you grind the coffee, you can really take in the fragrance at this point. This is the reason we're drinking coffee today. This is the reason we're drinking coffee today. 
As you may or may not know, legend has it that a goat herder in Ethiopia named Kaldi noticed his goats were extremely animated. They were eating these red cherries off a shrub. He ate the red cherries also and felt ecstatic dancing. He took these cherries back to his village to the wise man or the shaman of the village and inquired as to their powers. The shaman declared them evil, threw them into the fire, they roasted, and the fragrance of the roasting coffee overtook the village and the rest is history. They were not so evil after all. Thank goodness. Anywho, really taking in the fragrance of your coffee while it's dry is a huge part of the sensory experience. The texture of the grounds, the way they look, the way the grinder sounds. So let's get back to our analogy. We have to take that coffee bean and cut it into the proper size for the type of brewing method that we're going to use. And basically that cut up bean will sit with the water, be it hot or cold for a certain period of time to elicit the right amount of flavor. So as logic would have it, the longer the coffee grounds sit together with the water, let's say in the case of French press, the more coarse or chunky the coffee bean sized particles should be. And then as we look to a brewing method like espresso, which takes approximately 30 seconds and it's under high pressure, the coffee ground size is quite small, very fine. So the grind has to be perfect for the type of brewing method to capture the optimum amount of flavor. And we have determined as an industry, especially coffee industry of the world, has determined that a certain amount of flavor out of the coffee bean is optimal. There's a range and depending on the brewing method, the water temperature, the grind particle size, you will extract ideally about 22% of the great flavor from the coffee. The rest is flavor that you don't want to taste. It's going to be bitter, sour, and worse. So dealing with this window of flavor, everything I tell you about the amount of water, the amount of coffee, the particle size, the style of brewing, the contact time, everything funnels into making this, what we call the gold cup standard. So there, like I said, is a basic range of extracted coffee flavor into your cup, which equals perfection. The fun thing to think about is that one coffee bean is cut up into about 300 pieces for French press. You take the same coffee bean and cut it into 800 pieces for a drip style brew, or you can powder it into 3,500 tiny particles for espresso. It's just phenomenal to think about how much flavor comes out of this one singular bean. Having said that, you really do have to experiment with your grinder to determine where or what setting on your grinder is best for your coffee brewing method. Especially if you're using a high quality coffee, you can really fine tune and make your coffee sing. So if you're using a great coffee like those from our sponsor, CL Cafe Privé Select, C-I-E-L coffee, then you're going to want to use a pour over, which is the best method for extracting really great complex flavors. I highly recommend Able Cone, which is a metal filter that lets the, the oils that carry the most delicious flavors into the coffee versus 
absorbing them into a paper filter. And the grind style for that is called medium. Wow. So when you grind the coffee grounds look like potting soil or peat moss, they feel crumbly. This is a desired grind for pour over because the recipe allows for the perfect extraction of the flavor. If the coffee were too fine for the pour over, the water would never actually get through the bed of coffee in that perfect time allotment, which happens to be right at three minutes and 45 seconds to four and a half minutes. If it were too coarse, the water would go through too quickly and you would just end up with a weak watery cup. I I also believe you can have some great coffee in the French press. Uh, the grind for French press is more coarse. Like we talked about, the coffee and the water sit together based on your recipe for at least four minutes. Really nice coffee should sit together for five minutes for an extraction of the more nuanced flavors. And when you grind for French press, it's more coarse, uh, a higher setting on your grinder, and your yield will look more like uh, flaky sea salt. And since we're talking about coarse grind, let's go ahead and say for cold brew, the coffee grounds are extra coarse. They almost look like uh, broken peppercorn shells. That's because the grounds in the water sit together at room temperature for 12 to 24 hours. I get the best results of 24 hours for my extraction time on cold brew concentrate. If you're grinding for your AeroPress, I know there's a lot of huge fans out there for the AeroPress style brewing and it's a little more fine than pour over, slightly more gritty like beach sand. And then for espresso, it's going to be more fine and powdery. If you pinch the grounds, it'll stay pinched together into little peaks. Now it's not completely powdery like confection or sugar. That is entirely too fine, but more like milled salt. I think you can have fun experimenting with grind and you're thinking about what you're tasting and how it might taste if you alter to a more coarse or more fine grind. If your coffee's a little murky and like uh, just not clean tasting, then try it a notch more coarse. If your coffee again is just kind of watery or maybe a little sour, turn the grind more fine and keep track of your grind. You know, if it's a post-it note or some method, write it on the on your bag, some method of knowing what the grind was that day and the alteration you'd like to make for the next day. And as I mentioned earlier, I really do highly recommend a burr grinder, not a blade grinder, like for a spice mill. Uh, a friend of mine actually went and bought a grinder and it was a blade grinder. She was so proud that she had the grinder, but unfortunately that blade grinder just smashes the beans into ununiform pieces. You could try to agitate the beans and, and have everything rotate evenly through the blades, but the blades heat the, heat the coffee up. It's just not a great way to grind the coffee. You could use a hammer. Again, not a recommended way of pulverizing the coffee. Your particle size will not be even. Again, a burr grinder from Baratza, KitchenAid, Technivorm, Smeg, many durable, consistent, sharp burr grinders out there. Some people like to grind their coffee by hand. There are some fine pieces out there, actually a few from Japan that are really durable ceramic burrs. However, part of the experience for me is cranking up my super loud grinder and waking up the uh, entire street with my morning coffee ritual. 
look, this topic has many layers, lots of room for discussion and experimentation you know, just get started. And if you want your coffee a little stronger, a little more balanced, then we can talk about adjusting the grinding for there. If you have questions, let me know. And I am happy to discuss this at length, clearly. You know, we've just touched on the surface area. I am absolutely confident that you will be able to extract amazing flavor from your coffee. So that's a wrap for now. Email me, jen at cl.world. That's J-E-N at C-I-E-L dot world with any thoughts, questions, comments. Such a wonderful topic to continue to discuss. And again, you can learn about the really fine coffees that were meant to be ground properly at our supporters website. That's C-I-E-L dot world. 